and welcome to Autism Life and Learning. I'm the Autistic Gecko. And so far, on this week of me keep publishing after publishing after publishing, we are still on day two of doing all these. I have done all of them in one go, so... Yeah, I'm tired at this point. I have done a rant, a very silly one, and a somewhat silly one. Well, it was April Fool's, it, it had to be done. So, this time I thought I'd be carrying on those stages of denial and point out some very frank and open truths. So, instead of how autism affects me, because that's a bad way of saying it, this is how autism is me. So, let's get to it. Firstly, I'm going to point out that I'm going to look at the other side of the lens first. So, we're going to start being a neurotypical. That feels so odd. Okay, I'm going to pretend to be a neurotypical. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to panic. So, from, say, the ages of four to technically 20, because... That's why not got diagnosed. So 4 to 20. Yes, I had all these meltdowns and red flags pointing out that I was autistic. But I'm not going to go there at this point. Life at that point was, what's the word, simple. Not in the fact of I sit somewhere in the suburbs and I can go in the rocking chair. What I mean is, as soon as... I go to I go to school. I can try and make friends. I can reluctantly share things and be a part of things. I notice as soon as I got diagnosed those doors shut. And not slowly, they just shut dead in my face. I think one of them may have broke my nose. It's one of those <laughs> moments of what have I done to deserve this? Because it's a diagnosis at the end of the day, surely. And yes, I understand some people are afraid is maybe the wrong word, but on that line of someone who appears normal but then isn't and then you have so many other people with this condition who all are very different from each other so you never get the idea of the same processes which I get it can be overwhelming then there is a, a point where you didn't feel safe. And it for me it happened as soon as I got diagnosed. It wasn't from the psychologists who were diagnosing me, they were all brilliant. It was from what they said to me. And it wasn't there as a scare tactic, it was just there for my own safety. Make sure you read up on the Equalities Act and the Autism Act, which are in UK, they're both real laws. 
just make sure you understand them well enough because there are some people who may attack you through these lines and you can call them up on them and just ever so often keep an eye out that the police are listening to you no that's a big thing really when you know someone who's meant to keep law and order may not always have your back they may not listen to you they may just toss your side going oh it's another head case which is wrong and doubly wrong really considering they use that language but it makes my point the idea of being in a world what doesn't feel safe what doesn't want you and use one of my very rare little emotions and it kind of feels sad like it's um yeah this is gonna be hard to explain you could be here a while just have a coffee or tea or whatever because i could be here a while it's um It's like knowing a friend you've had, in my case, 16 years. I could always trust the authorities, always trust people around me. Then as soon as I, men I mention I have autism now, no one's there. It's like, like they were a ghost, a figment of my imagination. An imaginary friend. It kind of feels a bit wrong. But that's the world we live in, because someone with a louder voice or someone who isn't autistic is rated higher to be listened to so if someone attacked me then they would be listened to first not me because I, I can't advocate for myself yet I have to wait to 125 and that's because of some of my traits I have I get that but some traits mean that I think a lot quicker and more bigger than some others. <laughs> then there is this very frank open opinion that <clears throat> autism, autism can be cured. Which I'm going to say very closely to the mic. It can't. Autism is something that is still being discovered at, at the moment. But the way I say it, it's a form of genetic bond and environmental conditions that make up certain attributes. What give you your traits and what and what and who you are that's just nature and nurture working together um what can i say from that that's got to be me then so i have to deal with it no i don't have to deal with it what i've got to do is just simply be me which is a bit different from living with it.
living with it would mean that I would be suffering. I would be something else apart from myself. Being me means I can still have my friends. I can still have all the jokes and sarcasm, which I can do barely, but I can do them. So again, I'm going to say it into the mic. Autism can't be cured. And we can be semi-normal. So these ideas of autism can be cured. Or even the idea of people with autism can't, have, can't be doing jokes or sarcasm. They're gone. These have been debunked. For those ideas that may want someone to be listened to. In my case of being autistic, you have to shout. Not whisper in a very quiet room and someone magically hears you. But it's the world we live in and until that changes, it's the world we're going to have to put up with. So, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.